Here we are now, with episode number five in our series, The Astonishing, for the Andrew Lake Podcast. If you are a regular listener of the Andrew Lake Podcast, please share your favorite episode, as this will help me find my audience. It will help to find the people who are ready to hear what we are talking about here. And today, we have our final part in this five-part series of The Astonishing. And we've covered a lot. We've covered a lot so far. We've talked about the ability to be astonished. We've talked about meaning and personality. We've talked about ranges of depth We've talked about how the astonish or the astonishing or astonishment is not exactly something you can learn per se. And we'll talk more about that as we go along here in this conversation. And then as way of examples, we've also talked about how lost you were, how far you've come. We've talked about how it's possible to learn It's possible to improve. We've also talked about how it's possible that others can know you. We've talked about how you can know yourself and how those two things are very closely related. We've also talked about pain. We've talked about darkness and the problems of the individual and of the world at large. And today, in this final series, well, I'd like to share a few more things that I find astonishing. And I can't really work out how to express this any more or better than I already am. And I don't really see how it is working or even if it is working or if it isn't working, that I'm conveying something to you. All I can really do is stress the connection that I've got with these things, the impression that these things have made on me. And hopefully these words make an impression on you and you can go and find them for yourself. Now the things I describe, they're experiential. They can't be arrived at via any amount of words, really. That's not to say that we should do away with words. That's not to say that words are pointless or meaningless or shallow. We still have something happening here, but it's really just a taste. It's really just a small tip of the iceberg of what it is that's really behind these words. And these are such big things, they're huge things, that it really is quite hard to try and squeeze them into just a few words. So keep that in mind. And essentially, or additionally, it is good to learn from others what they find astonishing. Learn what is important to them. 
And you'll realize if you listen to people long enough that they are actually telling you what's astonishing to them without them even knowing. Because the things people talk about are the things that have made a big impression on them. Now, we can say that current affair discussions don't really work exactly like that. And also small talk and everyday sort of talk doesn't really work like that either. But I'm talking about people who are speaking from a deeper space. It's people who are really trying to speak forward into meaning. These people are telling you what is astonishing to them in their own way. And naturally, by listening to that, you get a sense of what it is that they're talking about and you start to be drawn towards it. And that can lead to experiences. That can lead to searching. That can lead to trying to find your way to open up to these experiences, to have something significant. And it really is something so important. I mean, life is made of those moments that are significant. Life is made of things that are astonishing. Life itself is astonishing. And the question is, how can we get back to that? And I say all this as someone who has been deeply affected by components of reality and reality itself in its broadest sense, but also as someone who easily forgets. I easily come back to mundane things. I come back to the finite self. So, like I so often am, (laughs) I'm actually speaking as much to myself as I am to you. I'm speaking as much as a reminder of my higher self as I am beckoning you to go towards yours and remember yours and find yours. So... That's a few things to keep in mind as we keep talking about these things. And another thing is that, well, how you talk about certain things must be unique to you. And if you're going after something that someone has stressed is important, it will never be exactly how you thought it would be when you find it. To say that another way, let's imagine someone's on their soapbox and they're telling you something is really, really important. That's essentially what's happening here in this conversation. This is astonishing. This is significant. This is really important. And I go blah, 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 and I say things over and over again, and I really tell it to you. And you sit there and you scratch your head and you listen, and then you you sort of get a bit on board and you say, oh, okay, so this thing really is important. Then you go along and you try and find it. You do the search. You say, how do I get that for myself? Now, if you go through that process, you will find it. However, it won't be what you exactly thought it was like. It won't be what came to mind when you initially heard these words. And also, you won't explain it in the same way that the person on the soapbox explained it. So basically, you'll see that, okay, I've been on this search for this thing, and what I found 
was it, but it wasn't what I thought it was, and I wouldn't explain it that way. So <laughs> it's a bit of a funny trip to go on. It's almost like you're, it's almost like a red herring that isn't a red herring. It's, it's almost like a decoy goal, which you have to follow in order to find the real goal. So think of that and keep that in mind. And it is possible to end up saying, well, that guy actually didn't know what he was talking about because I would have explained it like this. And also there are all these things that are components of these experiences which he didn't explain. Does that mean he doesn't understand them? Does that mean he hasn't experienced these depths for himself? And maybe that's the case. Maybe that's the case. I hope you can find deeper depths than me. That's the whole point of this. That's the whole point of this conversation. And yet also, there are many things that I can't put into words, that I don't put into words. So don't make it as a comparison between you and me personally. Think more about the concept. Think more about the idea. Think more about the essence of what's being conveyed. Think more about what is the actual experience itself and how do you get that through your own means. So I've got a list here of things that are astonishing. And I'll run through these fairly quickly. And these are things that have been important to me in my life. And once we've gone through the list, I'm going to share with you two really big things. And these are the things that I would say are the most astonishing things. Now, when I say something is the most astonishing, <laughs> well, chances are I've already said that in earlier parts of this conversation, in earlier times in this series. And I'm just saying that for emphasis. That's just a way of speaking. And really, even when I get to something that actually is the most astonishing thing, that's still just something I'm emphasizing. It's still just a way of words. So really, in many ways, all these things that I'm sharing with you are equally astonishing. And you could say that, well, this is where the word astonishing breaks down. We need different words for the different kinds of astonishment that we can be in to help illustrate the differences and the varieties of human experience. But essentially, I do want to have these two things at the end as the grand finale of the things that we put on the highest peak, the most astonishing things. So let's get into it. And also, don't, don't let that devalue de this list of things. Like if I put something in a list, I sort of feel like it degrades the importance of each thing in that list because they sort of become equated to each other. But Take it from me and believe every word when I say each of these things has had an astonishing impact on my life. And I hope you can see how it can for you too. So here we go for a list of small things that are actually big things and are very astonishing. Number one. 
Magic is real and magic happens. Do you realize that? Do you realize that magic is real? Think about what magic is. Think about just a sort of textbook definition of the word magic. You've got a man in a suit with a top hat and he's up on stage and he's got a wand and he takes off his hat, taps the wand and pulls the money out. Magic trick, ta-da! And he's got smoke machines and card tricks and music maybe and all sorts of things. And these days we have modern magic, sort of like the Penn and Teller show. They've got their own show of magicians coming to show off their magic tricks. Now that's sort of a ABC magic. Because I've, of course I'm talking about an existential magic. I'm talking about the magic of existence. And the essence of the magic of existence is the same in the ABC magic, which is, well, first of all, you see a bunny rabbit come out of a hat, and then you think, my goodness, where did it come from? You see it right before your eyes, but you don't believe it, because you can't see how it happened. And essentially, well, actually... You can say the same about reality. Where did all this come from? You see it, right? You can see that there's something here. and You've seen in some sort of way how it got here. But you can't really explain how. You can't really see how. And the magician who's pulling the rabbit out of his hat is giving us a little taste. He's reminding us of that existential truth which is that magic is everywhere and magic happens and magic is happening right now. Number two, people have transcended the human condition. To actually meet one of these people, you have to be very lucky. It's very rare. And also, you have to be highly intelligent. You have to have a certain amount of awareness and understanding within yourself. Because it is possible to meet one of these people and not know it. It's a very Zen sort of thing. It's a very mystical sort of thing. But it's true. It's true that people have transcended the human condition. And these people, well, they're tricky to point out because they don't have the sort of features that we would normally be drawn to. They don't have the same sort of things that we normally associate with extraordinary human beings. In fact, they might be someone very ordinary. They might have a normal job, have normal relationships, they live in a pretty normal house, they don't make a lot of money. There's really not much to them, and they're doing general sort of things. They still have to pay their bills. They still do their cooking and cleaning. And yet, there's something else. There's something else in that person which shows 
if you are acutely aware of it, acutely sensitized to it, that they are beyond the human condition. That all these things that you see on the surface are occurring within, as something within, something small within, something bigger. It is the content rather than the context. Their life is simply the content of something bigger. And it's really something when you meet one of these people. It really is just, well, it's astonishing. And they can show so much into the nature of reality. They can reveal so much about the human condition because they've transcended it, because they're no longer caught up in it. And it's quite amazing that it's possible to do that. It's almost, first of all, hard to wrap your head around, and second of all, hard to believe. So it's quite a far-off thing to be astonished by. And you're very lucky if you are astonished by such a rare truth and such a profound truth. Number three on our list of astonishing things. How vast existence is. And this is an easy one to forget. It's an easy one to forget and it doesn't really take too much to remind yourself of it. Essentially all you have to do to remind yourself of this is to look up at the stars. How many stars are there in the night sky? Or you can look at a tree. How many leaves are there on a tree? Or you can go to the beach. How many waves are there rolling in on the sand? And nature is, well, an excellent way to open yourself to the vastness of reality. Also seeing a big view, going up a big mountain, somewhere where you can see lots and you can see far. Look out over the city. That's another way that you can open yourself up to the vastness of reality. And it takes a subtlety. It does take a certain kind of awareness. It does also take practice. And it is easy to forget because we all slip, slip back down into our finite selves. Number four on this list of astonishing things is that words work. Now, I know I say a lot about the limited nature of words and how finite they are and how tricky they are and deceptive they are and all those things, but actually, words do work. You do understand the words that I am saying right now. They do do something, that's for sure. Words do have an effect. And it's been a long journey through evolution of language that we're able to arrive at this place where I can make sounds, nuanced sounds with my voice and lips and tongue and mouth and images 
can come into your head. Places can come into your head. Ideas can come into your head. Sounds can come into your head. And that can lead to, well, thoughts within you. And those thoughts will lead to more thoughts. And maybe those thoughts will lead to behaviours. And those behaviours will lead to new actions and habits and all sorts of things. And we can get into a whole psychological analysis of, well, is it behaviorism or is it determinism? And what comes first? Is it thoughts or behaviors? And are you what you do or are you what you think or are you what you believe or these sorts of things? But this is just a sort of back and forth, which is fun for psychologists to do. It doesn't really matter too much for us. We'll leave that to the psychologists. Let's just take a moment to appreciate that words do work. That in and of itself is astonishing because they do, they do work. And at a very high level, in the presence of a person who is poised in such a manner as it is possible, words can do wonders. Words can make things happen. There are people in this world who are alive, and there are also people who have lived and died, who could literally speak the words and it would happen. They would just say a few things and entire entire monuments could be built. Institutions could rise. Entire cities, seemingly, would be built on words. Entire armies could be raised through the use of words. And so on. So much has happened through the use of words that work. So keep that in mind. That's something to contemplate on. And now number five on our list of astonishing things. And this is how beautiful the most beautiful thing is. And this is one that really does come back to personal experience. For many people, I think beauty is not seen as something that, well, is even a high value. And there's so much corruption around beauty. There's so much that the word beauty has been used wrongly for. And it does take a kind of purifying process to get back to a trust in the word beauty and beauty itself. And through some of those processes, you can find that within beauty, there's a spectrum of how beautiful things are. And at the top end of that spectrum is the most beautiful thing. And that is astonishing. 
And when you really see the most beautiful thing and how beautiful it is, how beautiful the most beautiful thing is, you will be left with rapture. It will blow you to pieces. There will literally be not an ounce of your being left. And there will only be beauty. And that is really something quite astonishing. And I wish it for everyone to realize this. And I wish for the word beauty to be reinstated to its higher place that it should be. So, further down our list, I've got some other ones. One of them is betrayal. It's not quite as light-hearted as beauty. And it is astonishing that a b- betrayal exists and that people do betray each other. And the flip side of this is, well, it's astonishing how charitable people can be. It's astonishing how much people can help. There is quite a lot to that as well. I've also put nature here, and we talked about that a little bit when we were saying how vast experience is, how vast existence is. But nature in itself can be astonishing. I've also put time travel. Time travel was something that's made a big impression on me, and I've spoken about that before, and I'll speak about it again. It's probably one of the I'd probably say it's one of the most significant moments in my life was when I did time travel. If not the most experienced, it's probably in the top five. If I had to choose five of the most astonishing experiences in my life, and I mean isolated actual events rather than concepts such as beauty, then I would say time travel. So, so th- think, of it, think of it this way. We can say, what is astonishing? We can say, well, nature and beauty and these sorts of things. But these are general things that occur, hopefully, on a more regular basis. But then there's also events that have actually happened to you. And for me, one of those events was time travel. And I'll talk about it more in the future. I don't want to go too much into it here. So further down our list, I've also got places. So these are like monuments of the world, the seven wonders of the world, these sorts of things. And if you get the chance to travel and you get the chance to actually see a monument of the world, then it can be an astonishing experience if you're open to it. It's almost sort of like, are you open to nature or are you open to humans that have transcended the human experience or are you open to magic it really does come back to you as well and it's the same for the monuments of the world i've also written that the taste of food can be astonishing have you ever tasted really good food have you ever tasted food that's just made your eyes pop out of your head Maybe like a hot chili or something really sweet or something like that, like an intense flavor. I'm someone who's quite into intense flavors. I do eat quite a lot of sugar. 
and I do occasionally have spicy food as well. Not too spicy, just <laughs> just a little bit spicy is enough for me. But it can be quite quite amazing how food can be. And I've also written how much work it takes. This is one of the last things on the list. How much work does it take can be overwhelming. And whatever it is that you're working on, that applies. And the flip side of this is, well, how much work it doesn't take. Because when you're starting something out, when you're doing a project or you're creating something or you're building something, you have no idea how much work it's going to take. And so often, if not always, it turns out to be more than you bargained for. It turned out that, well, actually, this is more difficult than I thought it would be. This is more work than I thought it would be. And that can be a significant realization that is actually quite disheartening. But the other side of this is that when you do do the work, well, it turns out that it was possible. It turns out that it wasn't so bad. It turns out that you could do it. And you'll look back and see, well, that wasn't exactly easy. You might not say it was easy, but you say, wow, it was possible. I could do it. And think of it this way. When you haven't done something, you're always, you've always got the burden of, well, can I do this? Is this possible? Is it going to work? Whereas everything that you have done, you've already done. You don't have that burden. You know that it's possible. You know that you're capable of it. And of course, you can forget that. You can forget how easy, how much you've learned or how easy it really was after even before you were thinking about how hard it would be. But they're two sides of the same coin. And of course, these are general principles. Some things are harder to do and some things are impossible to do. And we all have different limits to our skills and our abilities. We'll have different abilities for work and productivity. And if you really sit back and think about it, and you really consider it, well, it's astonishing. It's astonishing how much work it's going to take. And it's astonishing how much work you've done. Now, the last thing I'll mention <laughs> on this list <laughs> is The Astonishing, which is an album by Dream Theater. <laughs> so, this is one of our things that are that is in the category of The Astonishing. So, Dream Theater is a progressive metal band, heavy metal band, and I've spoken about them before. I believe I did an album review on Scenes from a Memory, which is one of my favorite albums of theirs. But they have another album, which is called The Astonishing. <laughs> so I thought I'd quickly mention that here. And I don't know that album very well. I actually know Train of Thought and Scenes from a Memory and Octavarium better. And I don't think I could even name a single track off the album 
The Astonishing. So I don't know if I can recommend it or say anything about it, but generally, I do like the band Dream Theater. And generally, if I'm talking about them, I say, listen to Scenes from a Memory or Train of Thought. And it might be that <laughs> the album, The Astonishing, is about astonishing things. It's about something astonishing. It's something, whatever it is that that album is about, whatever the lyrical content or the thematic content, it's the same thing as what we're getting at here. It's the same thing. It's a, it's a crying out of meaning. It's a calling out. It's a, a yearning for someone to understand something of significance. It's an attempt to communicate something of significance. And whatever it is they talk about, well, that's the reason they've called that album The Astonishing. And it's a pretty good album name. It's also a good name for a series. So that's why I've called these conversations The Astonishing. Okay, so that's just a few things. These things, magic, how vast existence is, that words work, beauty, betrayal, nature, charity, time travel, places, food, how much work it takes. These are significant things. But now we come to really just the two big ones, the two big ones. And I say that these are the most astonishing things. These are the most intense things. And in my experience, they are gargantuan in so many ways. And they have a depth that can shatter so much into what it means for you to be alive. And these are quite rare things. These are not common things. In their pure forms, it's actually very rare that you find someone that has these things. And I myself have done a lot of work to get these things. It's been quite a journey and quite a gratitude of mine to have been able to stumble upon these things. And of course, I'm still a student. And I still forget, and I still have more to learn. But I've known enough to know that these two things are absolutely astonishing in every way. And there's also a lot of confusion around these things. These things appear in impure forms. They appear in diluted forms. They appear as distractions. They appear as decoys. They appear as placebos. They appear as counterfeit. They appear in all sorts of ways as an imposter and not the real deal and not the real thing. And society says a lot about these things. 
culture at large has all sorts of comments about these things. And they're all wrong. They're all misguided. And not intentionally in a lot of ways, but actually because they don't actually know for themselves. Because society is just people saying what they think. And culture is still nested in individuals. And these things come about and manifest themselves only when a certain set of conditions are just right. And it's very rare that someone knows the required conditions and is able to cultivate those things. And I really do believe also that these are things that we will talk about more And these are things that are very important and they really should be the background essence of what we're trying to get at in so many ways with all that we talk about. So these are fundamental things as well as peak experiences and high values. So what is it? What could it be? These two things, these two most astonishing things. Well, the first is ecstasy. And it's astonishing that ecstasy exists. Ecstasy comes in more and more amounts. Ecstasy is actually something that is natural. Ecstasy is something that doesn't take for someone to give it to you or for something to give it to you. It's something that you must find and cultivate and grow for yourself. Almost like an ability to be astonished. And there's a lot of false ecstasy around. There are a lot of counterfeit forms of ecstasy around. And more broadly than ecstasy is the feelings of intensity. Intense feelings like hate or grief or jealousy or sexual lust. And these things are just ecstasy gone wrong. These things are just energy which is misdirected. Energy which has been misguided. Energy which has been balled into a ball of knots rather than allowed to flower and grow and explode in the beauty of ecstasy. And it is not such that people understand ecstasy. This is not common knowledge. This is not stuff that is talked about. This is not something that you can find in the mainstream. This is refined knowledge. This is privileged knowledge. And it shouldn't be. 
It should be common knowledge. It should be available to everyone because, in essence, it is available in so many ways. Ecstasy is available. And of course, I'm not talking about the drug ecstasy. I would actually consider that to be one of the false ecstasies, of which there are many. And I'll have more to say about ecstasy as we talk more and share in these conversations. And I have discovered methods of my own to revealing how ecstasy can flower within. And that's what's driving me. That's one of the things that is really motivating me is to get this information out there because ecstasy is astonishing. And I would wish that for any person. And the second thing, which is closely related to ecstasy, and in some ways it's exactly the same as ecstasy. And this is something I have only had a few encounters with. And it's something that I aspire to get back to again and again for ever-increasing depths. And this, by all measures, in so many ways, is the most astonishing thing. It's the most incredible, most profound, most significant, most meaningful, just blast the doors off everything. And what it is, is love. And I hate that there is so much delusion around the word love. I hate that there's so much corruption. I hate that that word has been tied up with all sorts of devilish desires. I hate that the word love is diluted. And I hate that love is not common knowledge. It's not a common experience. It's not available to the masses. To really be a master of love, and not even a master, just someone who's really encountered pure love, true love, the astonishing kind of love, just to be someone who has encountered it in that way just a few times, that is rare. And rarer still, of course, is, well, someone who's a true master of love, someone who lives their whole life from love, those human beings do astonishing things from great heights. The people that know pure love and emanate love, well, around those people, magic happens. Around those people, things seem vast.
and around those people. You can only sit in astonishment of how much charity there is, how much has been given, how much good work has been done, how much better the world is because of those people. And love does contain a kind of ecstasy. And we can create all sorts of complex philosophical ways of talking about love and ecstasy. And we can create all sorts of methods for how we can get back to those things. And we can do comparisons and do cultural examples and talk about history and different people and all sorts of things. And we can break down the misconceptions, we can break down the misunderstandings, and we can re-exalt these words to their former glory, to their higher place. But essentially, the most important thing is to realize the astonishment of ecstasy and love. Get in touch with how important it is to hear that these are meaningful things. Get in touch with how profound these things can be and how far off you are from believing that in your bones, understanding that as a truth that cannot be shaken by anything that anyone says. And think of a time when you've really experienced love, pure, true, profound, astonishing love. And now think of that as something that is just the beginning of how far love can go. Think of that as just the tip of the iceberg of how much way we can make into love and ecstasy. So that is a few thoughts that I've had when I've been thinking about astonishing things. And I mean all that I've said to you here with my most sincere expression. This is my most authentic self. And of course, like I've said before, I still endeavor to live up to these things. It's still a way to go for me and you and for all of us to get back to these things. And I only wish to do good by expressing what's important to me. And of course I know I might just be stirring things up. I know I'll get things wrong. There's bound to be mistakes along the way. And my vision, of course, is poised to grow even more. We will go into new places. 
We will talk about new things. And it's not always so serious. It's not always profound. But it is important to come back to the profound every now and then. It is important to just remind yourself of those truly astonishing things in life. And remember that there are ways to these things. And the ways are a little bit mystical. They're not exactly methods, although methods can help. They're not exactly understandings or knowledge, although that can also help. It's more like a journey. Think of astonishing things as a journey that you go on. The path of love. The path of ecstasy. The journey towards love. The journey towards ecstasy. And we can make ourselves students and make these things masters, make these things our teachers. And imagine what it's like to be a student of love, to be learning of love. What does it mean to be a student of ecstasy, to be learning of ecstasy? And what are the things that love can teach you? What are the things that ecstasy can teach you? And there is so much that distracts us. There is just the common life. There is just the day-to-day life. There is still all those things that are not astonishing. There is still the boring, the bland, the simple, the day-to-day, the monotonous, the repetition, the same thing over and over again, the repetition, the same thing over and over again, and the repetition, and again, And yet, we still need to remind ourselves. And at a certain time in our journey, we can just hope. We can hope that these things will return to us again. And we can hope that we will find the deepest depths that are possible to us of these things. Because if you can, if you can find the deepest depths of love and the deepest depths of ecstasy, that would be astonishing. And that's all I have to say for now.